Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have fresh hot out of the oven. Chapter 5, Scout's Honor. I was a femi little boy, and I'm guessing the Boy Scouts of America to my mother probably seemed like the most rational place to send me in the hopes of getting me to quit acting like a girl. I didn't mind being in Boy Scouts at all, which is proof in itself that they must have been doing some gay stuff to keep me around for so many years. I dabbled in the Tiger Cubs, then moved up to full-time in the Cub Scouts, which by the way, the Cub Scout level is broken up into being a bear and a wolf, so they were really getting me primed for the gay community. After Cub Scouts, you move on to being a Weeblow, then after that, you are finally a real-life all-American Boy Scout. Side note, just to be clear, Weeblows is pronounced Weeblow, which is very misleading considering the no-gay rule they had for so long. According to the Boy Scouts, they say Weeblow is an acronym meaning will be loyal Scout. Scouts. Translation, we blow dicks. Just kidding. Also for the record, there is another level above Boy Scouts, and those are called the Eagle Scouts, also called guys who never want to get laid. I'm sure the Boy Scouts have a great mission statement on what their official gig is, but all I remember is everything having a theme of being masculine and hetero, especially hetero, super hetero, don't forget hetero, but for a place that was all about shaping men of the future, they sure did make us do a lot of gay shit. Like camping. I like camping. Camping is super gay. I'm just not sure the Boy Scouts know that yet. I liked camping because I got to eat a ton of junk food, stay up late, and watch adult men pretend to not be drinking beer around a fire. If you think about it, camping is kind of like playing house. You all go off together, secluded away from everyone, and you set up a place to pretend to live together for a while. You bring a little mess kit, that's like a baby set of pots and pans. That way you can cook together, eat together, sleep together. It gets gayer and gayer the more you think about it. Camping. Look it up. What I really loved about camping was that it gave me a place to get away from the idiots I had to live with. It wasn't easy though. There was a price to pay for escaping home. The price was having to sit through knot tying class, wilderness survival tips, and one time Neil Colburn showed all of us his pitch black pubes. Poor kid, nobody believed him about having pubes, and so he got up, grabbed his flashlight, and shined a light on his black pubes. All seven of them. Leaving kids alone outside in tents is a great idea. Learning to survive in the wilderness was a big hot topic for them. They loved talking about that shit. I remember one of the survival skills they taught us was that if we were ever stranded with no help and it was cold at night, that we should both get in one sleeping bag and put our hands in each other's pits and crotches. Wait, you want me to get in a sleeping bag with another boy and touch his armpit and crotch? Side note, I really want there to be a gay bar called Pits and Crotches. Of course I don't remember any other survival tactic they taught us. I only remember the one where you get in a sleeping bag with another boy and touch each other. As a survival skill, it does make sense. But as a kid trying to figure out the world, I heard this and thought, huh, I wonder what that's like. Hey, are we going to practice this sleeping bag thing or just like a theoretical idea? Just asking. He wants to know. Neil wants to know. One of the things everyone loved about going camping was playing Manhunt. Which, if you don't know, Manhunt is just hide-and-go-seek played in the dark at night by kids who are way too old to be playing hide-and-go-seek. Again, seriously? The place I'm going to connect with my hetero-masculine man-future was having us play a game called Manhunt? Playing Manhunt in the woods. Ah, sounds like they were training us for our futures on Grinder. 
If I didn't believe I was born gay, then I would put a lot of money on the Boy Scouts turning me gay. One camping trip, I got stuck sharing a tent with this really annoying kid, but we made the best of the situation and ended up showing each other our boners. It was as lame as it sounds. We'd aim the flashlight down into our sleeping bag, saying, Look! And that's when I realized that camping might be way cooler than I already thought. Hey, show me yours again. If the wilderness wasn't bad enough, you also had to deal with the big book. Every scout had a big fuck-off book written in the 1950s, with a bunch of boy activities and assignments you had to do in order to earn badges. As if badges somehow added value to your dumb little kid life. Honestly, I didn't give a crap. Give me a badge, don't give me a badge. I don't care either way. I was just buying time till I could be a grown-up and binge eat every night in front of the TV. I had big dreams. Badges were ironed onto your little uniform they made you wear to meetings. If you don't know what a Boy Scout uniform looks like, treat yourself right now and Google Madonna Boy Scout. You had to earn the stupid badge by doing things like building a birdhouse, whittle a stick, start a fire with this piece of flint and a 9-volt battery, and also a lot of memorization of things like be prepared and a bunch of other weird Ten Commandment-y type stuff I can't remember. From what my burnout brain remembers, in Scouts you have a den, which is your small group of gross smelly boys that meet weekly to work on the stupid book and becoming a good Republican American boy. Weekly meetings. Weekly? I mean, wow, that's a commitment. And on top of that, there was some kind of once-a-month big meeting with a bunch of people I have no idea what it was. All I know is that they had brownies that I stuffed my face with. The people in charge were basically just parents who volunteered, so your weekly meetings were just at some other kid's house. There was always a clear contrast between the mom den leaders who would always be doing really awesome shit like making cranberry sauce or making candles. Yeah! And then you had the dad den leaders that were all about being masculine and doing really boring shit like building platforms and doing yard work or learning to tie more knots. Oh Jesus, with the fucking knots. The only thing I really learned was that being a man meant deep voices, butch struts, and making fun of women. That's what being a man's really about. Oh yeah, and chopping wood. You better fucking chop wood if you want to be a man. A real man. <sighs> One time they made me chop wood and I lifted that axe way up and swung it down only to miss the wood completely and have the axe fly right in between my legs. Okay, I'm done. Thanks. Only the lucky people with a Boy Scout history know what a Klondike Derby is. And no, sadly, it doesn't involve a Klondike bar. I wish. I would have crushed that shit. The Klondike Derby is a horrifically long day spent freezing your ass off in the cold forest where you do meaningless manly competitions, homemade teepee building, knot tying competitions, wood chopping, and walking as a group with lumber tied to your feet. Yeah, you heard me. One event, they made five of us get in a single file line, strap a piece of lumber to each of our feet. Then, as a group of five, we had to walk across a field with our lumber-strapped feet as fast as we could. Still to this day, I see no point to this activity. In what life situation am I going to be strapped to a couple pieces of lumber with five of my friends, and why do we need to walk that wood across a field? And why do we have to do this in fucking January? Who's in charge around here? Is there a manager I can speak to? What really pissed me off about the Klondike Derby is that many of the events were slightly athletic. The main reason I tolerated Scouts was because it wasn't a sport, and most of the time you did things like decorate pine cones and sell popcorn. 
Why isn't there a Decorate Pinecones event? Needless to say, I spent every waking moment of every Klondike Derby absolutely furious. Not to mention one time during the foot tied to lumber game, my pants totally fell down and everyone could see my white long johns. At first, I was super embarrassed, frozen, couldn't move. But then I realized everyone was dying laughing at me and the wannabe star inside of me loved that the event had become all about me. Me! The whole crowd, parents, kids, they were laughing and laughing and I was just so thankful that my mom and stupid fat Matt never came to this kind of stuff. Even though it really sucked in that moment to have my pants around my ankles and my long johns exposed, all eyes on me, it worked out because then for the rest of the day, I became accidentally famous for being the kid whose pants fell down. Hey look, it's that kid whose pants fell down. Yep, it's me. Hey everyone. Yeah, and just for the record, that kid whose pants fell down kept on going with that stupid walking on lumber game despite my pants being around my ankles. Nobody gave me credit for my show-must-go-on work ethics. From Tiger Cub to Boy Scout, what a gay-ass journey they make little boys go on. My journey ended at official Boy Scout status. I barely got all my book badge butch requirements in to make it to the next level. I'm pretty sure I forged some signatures on the with-a-parent activities they had. The transition to Boy Scouts involves a big dinner at a veterans hall and a walk across some ho-dunk-made wooden bridge that somebody lugged inside. Maybe it was supposed to be a bridge to manhood or something? Who knows? After the whole lumber strapped to my feet game, I stopped trying to figure them out. I went to a few meetings of official real Boy Scouts and then I quit. I didn't quit because of the big scout scandal that had gone down in our town that a lot of other people were quitting over. I quit because I was in sixth grade and I felt like if I went on one more camping trip, I was going to have to jump in someone's sleeping bag and suck the shit out of their dick. Oh, and what about the big scout scandal? Well, that involved my pack leader. He was a rugged, cliche butch guy, had a pickup truck, construction job, and a beard. Well, it turns out Mr. Pack Leader enjoyed the company of hookers. But it wasn't just a prostitution bust. Allegedly, Mr. Pack Leader took a hooker to a cemetery. He had his fun, and then afterwards tied her to his truck and drove off. Happy ending, right? I mean, wow, what a dark turn things took. I remember being 12 and reading about it in the newspaper with my mouth open thinking, Oh my god. I can't believe I'm gonna use this as an excuse to quit. Yes! Despite usually only making headlines for sexism and homophobia, I had a pretty good time with Scouts, mostly because it was so gay. Looking back now, I wish I had stayed in Scouts. I think it was a huge mistake for me to leave when I did, because I can only imagine what the camping trips were like at 15, 16 years old. Mmm, so hot. I mean, if we were showing each other boners in 4th and 5th grade while camping, then I'm pretty sure that if I'd been camping as a teenager, there definitely would have been some circle jerks happening, which would ultimately lead to some blowjob happening, which would ultimately lead to Neil bottoming. It. Yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs>